A lot of times people think before they start a new business that everything has to be set up just right. The economy has to be good. The business plan has to be perfect. You know, set up all the odds in your favor. It's because they've heard those stats that 95% of businesses fail in their first year and most businesses never make a profit. But the reality is when the economy is awful, when uncertainty is very high, when people are confused and trying to figure out which way's up and which way's down, that's the best opportunity for anybody to start a new business. Because that's the moment when the most people need the most help. And a savvy business owner has the best opportunity to jump in and offer a real solution in a time of real need. So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Think Rich Radio. I am your host, Jeremy Whaley, and it's so great to be back with you after a couple of weeks. I haven't done an episode for a couple of weeks because we were traveling and just a whole bunch of different things were going on and uh, hadn't hadn't been able to sit down and actually get some episodes knocked out. So here we are, and it's great to be back with you. Over the last few weeks, we've had so many things that have happened. We've, of course, been in the middle of this coronavirus crazy, crazy, cray-cray stuff. Uh, we did our Calm the Storm Summit. We've been through our entire designing your financial fortress. We've uh, launched this online business launcher, and we've now been in the process of incubating over twenty brand new companies. I mean, it's been a crazy about you know maybe last month, month and a half, and there's so many things going on. It's just been uh, just really too much to even keep up with. But that's life, and that's the way that things go sometimes. And I'd, I'd much rather be busy. I'd rather have a lot of momentum than to be sitting here, uh, you know, wishing we had something to do. So uh, lots of great things are happening. And I do want to go ahead and make an announcement. I do believe after so much great feedback from the Calm in the Storm Summit, I think we're going to go ahead and do another Calm the Storm Summit maybe in the next month or so. So right now, what I'd like to do is I'd like to just go ahead and ask you to uh, send me an email. Hello, H-E-L-L-O, hello at jeremywhaley.com. And let me know some things that you would like to see in the next Calm in the Storm Summit, maybe some uh, different types of topics or uh, issues that might be addressed so that I can line up some really great speakers who can offer some great value to you and help, uh, you know, get you down the road to whatever the next thing is uh, that you're pursuing. So uh, that's going to be coming up here in the next uh, next few weeks, probably the next month or so. Again, go ahead and send me some emails, hello at jeremywhaley.com and let me know the kind of things that you'd like to see. Uh, also, of course, we're going to continue helping people balancing their personal finance and designing their financial fortress and, of course, continue to help people launch their new businesses because this is a great time to be launching a business, which is exactly why I have done this episode. Today's episode is uh, addressing the issue of why the crisis, why any crisis is the best time to launch a new business. I think you're really going to love it. So let's not waste any time. Let's get started. Most people try to run away during a crisis, but I want to suggest to you that a crisis creates a huge opportunity. And the reason is because it reveals a need. A need is going to come to the surface or many needs will come to the surface during times of crisis and that's what ultimately drives any entrepreneurial opportunity. 
If you can identify somebody who has a need during a crisis and you can solve those needs, if you can offer hope, if you can offer you know, a Band-Aid for their pain, if you can offer an aspirin for their pain, then you can gain a customer for life. That's the nature of the crisis. And that's why I think that during a crisis, it's one of the greatest opportunities ever to start something new because you're in a unique position to identify needs and to solve those needs. Let's take the example of the book Think and Grow Rich back in the 1930s, right in the middle of the Great Depression. Napoleon Hill, he'd been studying this stuff for quite some time, but it was in the middle of the Great Depression when the marketplace was finally ready for the message of Think and Grow Rich. Of course, he understood the marketplace quite well because everybody understood it. Everybody was struggling with finances. We were in the middle of a depression. 25, 30% unemployment, maybe not that unlike today. I mean, right now we're dealing with huge unemployment because of this corona crisis. And yet in the middle of that, Napoleon Hill said, you know what? This is an opportunity. And Napoleon Hill started writing about the principles of success He wrote down his 13 principles of success in the book, Think and Grow Rich. In 1937, 1938 was when this book was published, and it has gone forward now as the greatest success book of all time. It has become basically the Bible of success, and it's pretty much responsible for launching an entire industry. All of that came out of a time of crisis. If you're sitting here right now and you're wondering, what can you do? You're sitting here and you're thinking to yourself, man... The world is so bad, of course. I was about to go out and launch a business and then this happened. I want to suggest to you that, in fact, right now is actually as good a time as any. In fact, it may be the best time to launch a business because there is so much need. So find the need, find a way to address that need, find a way to solve the pain, to solve the need to um, you know, help people not have as much pain in their life in whatever way that is, and you can really launch an incredible business right now. Another reason that a crisis is a great time to launch a business is because this is the time when the competition runs away. And when I say they run away, I mean they're not trying to be competitive, they're trying to hunker down and protect what they've got. You see, businesses by nature are trying to manage what they know, trying to manage all the different numbers, trying to manage all the things that are a known aspect. When you have a crisis, it throws all that into turmoil, and so businesses tend to duck and run. They want to try to keep operating like everything is normal. They try to you know, create as many controls as they possibly can, get as much control of things and keep things operating as best as possible, looking at the fear, looking in the face of the fear of what they might lose. Somebody who's coming along and they're starting a new opportunity, they don't have all that fear because they don't have as much to lose. You know, whenever you're starting something, what are you going to do? You go out of business? Well, you weren't in business to begin with, right? And so there's no fear. Whereas, you know, an organization has maybe been in place with a few dozen employees or something. They have, uh, you know, quite a bit to lose. They've got their employees to lose. They got their employees to disappoint. They got all their overhead. They've got their customers to keep happy. Somebody who's starting a new business in a time of crisis, they can come in and actually take huge portions of market share because they don't have all that overhead. They don't have all that uh, fear of what they might lose. And instead, they can look directly at the market. They can look directly at what people need 
they can offer a solution for that. You know, there's a term for these businesses and for people who can't seem to see that things are changing around them. We call it a normalcy complex. They have this idea that if I just keep focusing on what I want to focus on, then everything will return to normal. And uh, here's the sad part. It's not going to return to normal. That's your opportunity as the new business owner. Your opportunity is found in the fact that these traditional competitors, the other people that have already been in the marketplace, are trying to get back to normality. And you have the opportunity now to come in and offer that new solution. This is happening today in a lot of places. One that's very prevalent, one that I'm watching very close, is higher education. Now, I happen to have a lot of family in higher education, a lot of friends, and so I've been watching this industry, and I've kind of been forecasting for quite some time that the entire epicenter, the entire world ecosystem, I should say, of uh, higher education is about to implode. Now, I've been forecasting 10 to 15 years from now. I think in the last few weeks, as this coronavirus has kicked in, people are being forced to work from home, and people were sent home from school. Uh, I think what we're going to see is higher education as a whole is probably on a five-year timeline. And what we're going to see in the next five years is going to completely disrupt that particular institution. And when I talk about institution, I'm not specifically naming an institution. I'm not saying the university of, you know, blank, fill in the blank there. I'm saying the institution of higher education. It's on the chopping blocks. And the reason is because... We've got people like myself, people that are out there offering education that in many cases is far superior to a higher education degree. Even though we may, we may not be offering credentialed degrees, we're offering much higher, more relevant quality education for the moment, for the people in that moment right then. I just taught a class a week ago on marketing. It was a 90-minute session. And at the end of the class, I had one person who's finishing an MBA right now and another person who actually has an undergrad degree in marketing. And both of them said they'd never heard the stuff that I talked about in just a 90-minute session. They learned more in my one 90-minute session than they had learned in their entire degree programs. That is the challenge facing higher education. And it's not just higher education. This is facing a lot of industries today. And the reason I bring these things up is when you're in a time of crisis, it's those old institutions that were already fragile. It's those old paradigms that were already on the brink of collapsing that they disappear very quickly. They collapse very quickly because society as a whole is demanding something different. And so I think right now, because there's a normalcy complex, because older institutions and people inside of those institutions, they really believe things will get back to normal. They're failing to see the writing on the wall. When you look at competition in pretty much any industry, if it's an older, um, you know, an older business, an older organization, the normalcy complex is going to be there. They're just trying to get back to normality. And that's going to be your opportunity to sweep in and offer a new solution to the same marketplace, but in a better, more agile way. Another benefit of launching a business in a time of crisis is it puts you in a position to provide certainty. Realize that in a time of crisis, in a time of uncertainty, people are begging for something they can count on. And the person who provides the most certainty, the organization that provides the most certainty, wins. It's that simple. This is a key issue of great leadership. 
Oftentimes, great leadership has to do with the person who's the most certain, not specifically the person who's the most right. You know, oftentimes it comes down to two choices that may be equally valid, or even one may not be as valid as the other, but the most certain leader will be the most capable leader in that moment, simply because they're providing that emotion of certainty. And in times of crisis, the emotional game is the one that wins, the emotional intelligence. Certainty is a choice. The emotion of certainty, the emotion of saying, I am certain the direction that we're going, being grounded, it's actually a measurement of emotional intelligence. If you can stay emotionally grounded during times of chaos, you hold that unbelievable advantage over practically all of the other competition simply because you have your emotions grounded. It goes back to those six human needs that we've talked about so many times. We have the six human needs of certainty, uncertainty, uh, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. Well, right there at the top was that need for certainty. Certainty goes to that primal need of survival. And whenever fear comes in, whenever the news media or whoever it is decides to start running images of fear and telling you that the world's going to come collapsing down. And as soon as we hit the year 2000, all the computers are going to blow up because they weren't programmed for enough numbers or enough digits. You know, whatever that fear story is that they're selling at that time. If you believe it, if you look at that fear, if you look at that story, then it's going to become debilitating because fear can be debilitating. But the person who comes in as a leader and says, we will have no fear over that thing. We will conquer that thing. That is the person who will get the most followers and ultimately be the best leader. Because remember, leadership is not necessarily about the best solution. It's about how many people you can actually influence to follow in your direction. And so the person who comes into that moment with the greatest certainty is the one who wins. That is yet another reason why this is as good a time as any to launch a business. Because if you can come in with great certainty, people will look at you for answers. And that gives you an opportunity to provide that solution. You know, during times of crisis, people crave order. They want to see that things are structured. They want the opposite of crisis. During times of extreme order, people are craving variety. But whenever there's unbelievable variety, when there's unbelievable chaos and crisis, people want nothing more than order. And if you can come along and provide a solution that creates order in a time of chaos, you're going to get a customer. And if you provide enough solution, if you provide enough easing of the pain, then that customer could be very well a customer for life. A lot of solutions don't have to be physical. You know, a lot of times people think, oh, I don't know how I'm gonna solve a problem right now. I can't even get something you know, invented or get something manufactured. You know, we live in the information age. Ever since the internet came on board, you know, more than 20 years ago, we entered into an age of information and, you know, information changed all of the need for creating a physical product. Training for new income opportunities, that's a digital product, it's a digital opportunity. Laughter that brings people joy, that's a that's an idea. You can do all of this without actually creating a physical product. You can do something online. You can do something totally virtual. 
You know, we have a need right now for authentic news outlets, citizen journalists. And if you haven't been tracking with this on Twitter and on social media, on YouTube, all across the internet, we are seeing an incredible new rise of citizen journalists who are stepping up and saying, hey, we're going to do journalism because the mainstream journalism outlets are not providing news and information for the people. This is the kind of opportunity that a crisis breeds. You know, right now there's people on Twitter that were no-name people before. They've got hundreds of thousands of followers now on Twitter. They're providing news. Many of these people now have a bigger audience than some of the mainstream news shows, the, the people on mainstream outlets all over the place. And this is happening organically because the people, talking about the marketplace people, the people are craving order. And they're craving journalism that they believe to be authentic. You know, I'm just using a couple of examples that come to mind, but the reality is in times of crisis, there are so many opportunities. There's more opportunities every day than you could do in an entire lifetime. So pick one that works for you. Pick one that you can identify a need and say, I can go help this person over here. I can go help this demographic over here. I can help this group of people over here. It may be moms who are now suddenly thrust into the world of homeschooling because their kids have been, you know, told they can't come back to school. It may be, uh, you know, maybe parents who are now forced to figure out how to take care of their kids that are stuck at home while these parents used to be uh, going to to work and now they got to figure out, you know, who's going to take care of the kids during the day. Whatever the solution is, because there's so much opportunity, and I don't know what it is for you, but as you sit there and you look at the world around you, you're going to start to identify and say, you know what, there's a need right there. And if you can solve that need, if you can provide a solution, there's a business opportunity for you. And this may, in fact, be the greatest opportunity of your life, and you may never, ever get another one just like it. So this is the time to seize it. I've just given you four good reasons why a crisis is maybe the best time to launch a new business. But I think maybe the best reason is because it's during a time of crisis that you yourself remember how much you need diversification, whether it's income diversification or time diversification. It's during these moments that people realize how much time they've spent away from the things that really matter, from their family, from their loved ones. How much time have you been giving to a job or a career that you hate? Something that's maybe not going anywhere. Or here's a question. How much time are you giving up working towards a mission that you don't even believe in? Someone else's vision for your life. Someone else's vision for the world. All in the name of a paycheck? You know, it's times of crisis when we as individuals stop and realize these things. Crisis is kind of like a giant pattern interrupt. And the last few weeks have been that for the entire world. You know, Everybody's had to stop to rethink so many things about their lives. Sometimes the reason that a crisis is the perfect time to start something new, you know, sometimes it has less to do with your customer that you're serving and everything to do with you. The crisis, maybe it's that final event that you needed personally to give you the courage to step out and do it yourself. I have a friend that I've been talking to and working with him starting up his new business, and this was his story. He was staying employed because it was the comfortable thing to do, but after this crisis hit, he got let go, and he said, you know what, finally I have the freedom. Finally I have no choice, I have to start my own thing. 
Maybe that's you. Here's my question. What's been holding you back? Maybe you don't know who's going to buy your product. Maybe you don't know what you would sell them, what your product would even be. Maybe it's the website, the technology. You're afraid that you don't know how to build the website? You don't even know how to get a web domain? You don't know how you would sell it in terms of the advertising, how you would market it? Maybe you're afraid that you're just going to go in the hole for two or three years and finally end up bankrupt without making a profit. You know, all of these are false expectations that you're assuming are going to be real. None of these issues that I've mentioned, these are primary issues of what hold people back. None of these issues are anything that can't be solved. In fact, all of them have already been solved. The main reason people don't start a business, at least the business they want, is because of fear. It's the fear of the unknown. But isn't that exactly what you ended up with in the crisis anyway? I mean, the crisis has revealed a giant fear of the unknown issues that you can't control. So now in the middle of a crisis, you know, you have just as much unknown uncertainty of not starting a business as you have uncertainty of starting a business. Look, it never gets easier. You can start a business and you're still going to have problems. In fact, it's impossible to outrun the problems. They just change. You solve one and then there's another one right around the corner. That's called life. A time of crisis, however, is a time to decide what's really valuable to you. You know, maybe you've been thinking about starting a business and during this recent crisis, you're thinking, man, a job sure seems like the most important thing. (laughs) Well, if that's you, then maybe you're not cut out for business. Maybe the job really is your most important value. But if during this time of crisis, you're thinking that the crisis has shown you how much more time you want to spend with your family and how much more money you deserve for the efforts that you're putting forth and, you know, how much you want to have control over whether you get to work or not. Well, this is the perfect time to finally step out, get going, get some traction, get some momentum, provide real solutions to the marketplace and start that business. Remember, some of the best businesses in world history have been born during a time of crisis. So give me a really good reason, something other than fear. Give me a really good reason why you too should not be out there creating a world-changing business right now. Hey folks, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed this and you really like what you hear and you want to get some more of this great stuff, then uh, you know, go on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever it is you like to listen to podcasts. Get yourself subscribed so you never miss an episode. And of course, if you haven't done so already, please head right on over to my website at jeremyquayley.com. And uh, there's a little special gift I want to give you. It's called Seven Breakthroughs That Changed My Life. It's a series of seven videos that share some of these breakthroughs and these eye-opening things that just truly changed my life my life and the way that I approach the world. And I've put them together for you. 
And all you need to do is give me your email address and I will send them to you straight to your email, one per day for about a week. And I think it will change your life as well. Thanks again for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. And until next time, just remember you were created to live an extraordinary life and nobody can take that away from you. You have special things to do. You have special dreams to accomplish, special visions to go do. And don't let anybody take that away from you. Whatever it takes, embrace the life you were created to live. We'll talk to you soon.